Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is the ninth day of October in the year 2020. That is a significant day because the 11th day of October, just day after tomorrow, this Sunday is my 72nd birthday. Yes, folks, I'm 72 years old this weekend. Still in very good health, no virus in sight. The Castle family is doing fine as well. I expect to see the family daughter this weekend on video, only virtually, but at least I have that. Today, though, I'm talking about, not about me, but about insanity. For lack of a better word, I call it insanity. There are many other words I suppose I could use, but that's what we're talking about. Society had reached a peak, and then it seemed to go insane and started back down toward the caves again. I claim no knowledge of the future. I'm no expert on prophecy. I do claim to have at least a passing grade knowledge of the past, however. I recall, for example, the famous picture of John Kennedy looking out the window of the Oval Office, agonizing over the decision he had to make during the Cuban Missile Crisis. The nation fell for him. Whether we were Republicans or Democrats, whether we voted for him or we didn't, we agonized with him, we trusted him to make the best decision he could for all of us. Fast forward to today. We find that when it was announced last weekend that the president was positive for the virus, 40% of Democrats' polls said they hoped he died. Sometimes we tell ourselves that Hollywood celebrities are not indicative of the entire Democrat Party. Then something like this happens, and we think, yes, yes, they are. Society seems to have deteriorated, as I said, back toward the past, past medieval days, past the ancient days the days of swords and forts and moats. According to celebrities and political pundits, Trump testing positive for the virus reinforced everything they had been telling us for the last seven months. There is good reason, they say, to be terrified. Wearing a mask is absolutely necessary. Staying isolated is necessary. Even if you lose your job, even if your business is destroyed, the hardships and sacrifices just collateral damage in this war. They're all necessary and worth, worth it for the salvation of all humanity. Then Potus did what he does so often and so well he confounded and infuriated his critics by walking out of Walter Reed Hospital three days later to speak to some supporters. He then got on Marine One, flew back to Washington, went to his office and went back to work. The virus, it seems, not much of a threat for most people, kind of like getting the flu or the cold. Most people seem to exhibit mild symptoms like stuffy nose and cough for a couple of days. Then it disappears for some, especially if you're elderly. Well, you better take precautions. You better be careful and act as if you understand that it might be dangerous for you. After the president was released from the hospital, the insanity was elevated to a new level by a tweet from the president that it was clearly true. Quote, we don't shut the country down for the flu. We learn to live with it in exactly the same way that we will obviously have to learn to live with COVID. We can't shut down all of society in a monomaniacal battle against one thing. There will be horrific consequences, end quote. That view is very defensible. It's a view held by some of the most eminent scientists and doctors in this world, 6,000 doctors and scientists just signed off on the statement saying essentially the same thing. 
But Twitter attached a statement to the president's tweet saying it was ordinarily the kind of tweet they would remove. They wouldn't allow anybody to say something like that, no matter how true it is, I guess. But this time they would let it stand, keeping in mind the public interest involved in hearing from the president of the United States and, of course, including their disclaimer. Why some people want to keep us locked down when there is no obvious reason for it is just part of the insanity that is unknowable at this time. Why are people insane? Well, hell, that's a hard one to know. My hometown newspaper carried a headline the other day right across the top, the headline that said that bars and restaurants were now cleared to stay open until midnight. I wonder, that made me wonder, folks, if the virus suddenly comes out at midnight or if it gets worse after midnight. The New York Times carried a piece last Sunday that said that if you get the flu, not COVID now, not, not the COVID virus, ordinary flu, then you have less chance of being hospitalized and or dying if you've had a flu shot. Well, folks, I thought that the reason for taking the flu shot is so you won't get the flu, but I suppose it's all just part of the equation. We're not permitted to understand that. It goes into the insanity hole, I guess. To call all this insanity is not an exaggeration. We were told we needed 15 days to flatten the curve. Now, seven months later, we may never get our lives back, even with a vaccine. Bill Gates said the other day that we cannot expect normal until late 2022, two years from now, in other words, because everyone on earth has to be vaccinated before we can be what he defines as normal again. But when 74-year-old overweight fast food eating Donald Trump walked out of the hospital and made a campaign appearance, people took notice. He seemed much more vibrant and alive than did Joe Biden hiding at his home doing Zoom interviews. Pottis joined several other world leaders who have tested positive and have recovered in a short time, or for some in no time. The presidents of Brazil, the UK, Bolivia, Honduras, Guatemala, Belarus have all had the virus and returned to their duties, and for the most part, they are all old men. The president said, why let fear of it dominate your life? Well, that's a very good question. It deserves analysis. However, the presidents of all these countries, one must consider, they must get the highest, best medical care known to man. Most of us don't have a suite at Army Reed Medical Center. That is for sure. Politics, though, politics is about who can scare the people the most, who can convince them they are the better choice to predict them, protect them from whatever enemy terrifies them. There are so many enemies out there, folks, that only politicians can protect us from. There are foreign enemies like China, Russia, Iran, ISIS, Al-Qaeda. They're terrorists. Drug wars, cancer wars, virus pandemics, all threats. Let's not forget white supremacy. We got that one, all these white supremacists out there running around, blowing stuff up, killing people, doing all these bad things, burning down cities and everything. They're all threats for which the political class offers us protection. You're expected to surrender your money, your privacy, your dignity, your liberty in exchange for protection from the privileged class of politicians. COVID is the latest villain to come along and frighten us almost to death. If the virus doesn't kill us, we might be scared to death. Sooner or later, one of the villains will get us. 
because the game is unwinnable. That's very true, but it does not keep the ruling class from playing the game. They seem to think they've discovered a formula for winning, for immortality, but that has been searched for for a very long time, yet we still die. To exacerbate all the fear, to help us see the government, the politicians, as the only solution, it would help to banish God totally from the public arena. If we could just get rid of God, we wouldn't want people taking a fatalistic, it's all in God's hands view now, would we? An example is the nomination of Judge Amy Barrett for the Supreme Court. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has scheduled hearings before the Senate Judiciary Committee starting Monday, the 12th of October, the day after my birthday, to run for three days these hearings are scheduled for. Several Democrat senators have said they will not attend the hearings as an act of protest. What is there to protest about this very fine judge? Well, they protest the fact that she is Catholic, apparently, but actually believes it. She apparently really is Catholic, as opposed to someone like Joe Biden's version of Catholicism. She really believes it's morally wrong to pull a defenseless child from its mother's womb and butcher it like a wild animal in the forest. She believes that. The fact is the only reason for the protest, the only reason to not have a fast-track confirmation of this very fine, very intelligent judge is that she is Catholic. It's also an example of how far we have traveled as a country along the road to insanity, back down toward the caves, I guess you could say. There was a time when religion in some form was necessary for a public office holder, but now it's a disqualifier. I would imagine that all the hate, the vitriol directed at him from certain Democrat operatives has made President Trump more than a little bit vindictive. If you have clear documentary evidence that people in high places have tried to destroy you as a way to cover their own crimes, it might tend to add a little vitriol to your demeanor. That's exactly what happened to Mr. Trump. Yes, folks, just when you're starting to think we have hit bottom, we've hit bottom as a people, something comes along to let us know that the elevator is still moving downward. For example, the president recently ordered the declassification of all documents relating to the scandal commonly known as Russiagate. That is a scandal whereby the Russian intelligence services supposedly intervened in the 2016 election on behalf of Donald Trump, thus causing Hillary Clinton's defeat and her vindictive attitude. The documents tell a far different tale, however. The former director of the CIA, John Brennan, briefed President Obama in person and in writing about the fact that the CIA had discovered that Mrs. Clinton had concocted the entire Russia hoax out of thin air to provide cover for her own email scandals. In that scandal, Mrs. Clinton, while holding the position of Secretary of State, had tens of thousands of classified emails on her private server and her personal laptop, the CIA, and President Obama referred the matter to the FBI, where it disappeared down Andrew McCabe and James Comey's rat hole. The media is virtually silent on this issue. I would guess they're silent to prevent damage to Joe Biden. Certainly, it is not to protect Mrs. Clinton, since she is officially damaged goods right now. Didn't she just publicly say, however, that Joe Biden should not concede defeat under any circumstances? I wonder. 
I wonder if that was because a Trump victory would mean indictment and probable prison for her. At the very least, it would mean disgrace for her and a few others. The documents apparently reveal that John Brennan and the U.S. intelligence community knew months before the 2016 election that the Russian collusion smear was the result of a campaign operation hatched by the campaign of Democratic presidential candidate Mrs. Hillary Clinton. Brennan's notes reveal how seriously he took the issue and the steps he went through to properly brief President Obama. They knew they knew it was false months before it started, but they went forward with it in, anyway. Brennan is afraid right now, I imagine. I imagine he's very scared that he might be headed out to <clears throat> a vacation at the Supermax in Colorado. It's ironic that Hillary Clinton was one of the original Watergate lawyers chasing President Nixon from office. She was just a kid then, a lawyer, right out of Yale Law School. I remember like it was yesterday. I remember her shrill voice saying, what did the president know and when did he know it? That's the question. Now the phrase, go, what goes around comes around, Mrs. Clinton. It isn't so much that almost every politician is bent in some direction. It's just that their sanctimonious expression, their attitude, they always have when their corruption is pointed out in public is so revolting. The vice presidential debate Wednesday was, for the most part, different, more traditional than the presidential debate. Kamala Harris said some things that will test her evaluation of the American people's attitude toward our new woke culture. People want order and security above all things. She took ownership of Black Lives Matter, quote, peaceful protest, you know, the ones that burned Portland, Seattle, New York City, she said she joined in the protest. She was one of them. She, uh, she owned it, as I said. Black Lives Matter is a hero of the country, she said. We, we will see if enough voters are down with the anti-life violence that she represents. Finally, folks, what is all this vitriol and hatred that drives the attempted coup against President Trump about? What's it all about? It's not insanity, like I said. Instead, it's a realization that if Trump is reelected, they might face prosecution for their serious crimes, and if Biden is elected, their crimes are buried forever. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.